SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Democracy, therefore, is a farce, a gimmick or a scheme that rests on the magic of numbers rather than substance. On this pathetic basis, I dare say that democracy is essentially overrated. That is David Litzwalo. He questions the effectiveness of the outcome of an election and how the outcome we've seen in the past 27 years could possibly represent the will of the people. To explain more on that quotation and what he means by exactly all of that, David Litzwalo is on the line. David, good evening. Your thoughts on just what I've read. What is it that you mean by that? Good, good evening, Pongezo. It's uh, good to be uh, with you again. And uh, let me uh, salute uh, your loyal uh, listeners, uh, because without them, there's no way in which you can have a conversation that's meaningful. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Look, um, my observation of the the, the situation of poverty uh, in the country, and obviously I link it to universal you know, aspect of uh, democratic pra- practice is that you look at the behavior and conduct of uh, politicians, more especially in the run-up and the eve of elections, they, uh, they actually evince a particular attitude that confirms to me that uh, the kind of game we're involved in, which we refer to as elections, is not really about liberation. It's not really about self-determination. The the most it is, uh, it's, uh, it's about service delivery. So our people need to be conscientized to the fact that when people are saying, come and vote us into a political office, uh, they're not actually talking about giving you liberation. They're talking about giving you material things, if I may, and uh, you know what we refer to as service delivery. My my view basically is that for the fact that you can vote, and for the fact that you can have uh, services like be provisioned with uh, water or even uh, intermittent uh, electricity, you know supply and so on and so on, does not necessarily mean that you're free, because the free freedom and liberation is more about self-determination. So that your dignity in its entirety is uh, sustained. So you cannot be dependent on someone else for you to sustain yourself. So it, it begs the question of our understanding of power, uh, either as voters and also as uh, leaders. So I'm going to uh, refer, by way of borrowing from you know, who actually says that the power of power lies in its ability to hide mechanisms of oppression. So in other words, when you have power, you don't even have to, to say it. You, it is just there entrenched in the system. It's systemic. So we can vote. I mean, we have been voting in South Africa in the so-called democratic space since 1994. But the irony is that the more we vote, the louder our, you know, our, our cries 
the, the more we shed tears and so on and so on. And therefore, my view, therefore, is that kuze kuze nini or asitumije. All we do is that we are we are we we easily uh, we are so complacent. We easily give people our vote, uh, you know, unconditionally. So we cry because we 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 are so complacent. We we so mediocre. As long as somebody says come and vote me. Uh, to my main, we don't ask why. Why? What kind of person are you? Why should we 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 send you? So we need to come to a point of consciousness to say, why should we vote you? Do but I understand you to mean, David, that voter and related civic education is low, inadequate, insufficient to the extent that these why are we not that you are posing now as things that. I understand you to mean we should be engaging, but are not engaging, is precisely because the average voter, if you will, or civic society in the general sense, is not engaging enough, is not peeling the layers of what a vote is about and what it means to actually vote more, especially in the context of South Africa, given that she's only had the vote since '94. Exactly. So we, we, we have actually uh, undermined the, the power of polity and the power of civic education. And secondly, that uh, uh, people, the ruling class, people who are in power, are not going to care about making a voter to be conscientized, to be knowledgeable, you know, to be very much aware of the phenomena or the experiences around them in a more engaged way because it, it, it helps them. But the democratic principle or the democratic system itself does not care about that. What does it care if people vote and just counting the numbers? Because you can have a majority in, in terms of winning the elections without necessarily uh, having the will of the people taking into consideration. Also that without even... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, David. Yes. In, in, in case we might be misinterpreted or in case you get misinterpreted, are you suggesting the outcome of the election is not a reflection of the crosses on ballots or are you saying something else? To the extent that you are saying something else, what is that something else? I'm, I'm really appreciative of that intervention because, yeah, you're right. So what I'm saying is that you, what, what you have as the outcome uh, might be a true uh, reflection in terms of the 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 vote cast, but it might not necessarily represent the will of the people, and that ties to the issue of conscientization and knowledge, because if democracy means the will of the people, you how how do you explain the the issue of the ignorant, the the people who are voting out of ignorance? Secondly, the people are voting out of desperation, you know, the situation of poverty, and, and people are being lied to, basically. And if you look at the, the whole issue of electioneering, I mean, it's a continuous, relentless, and never-ending, uh, you know, discharge of, of lies and false promises. Because if it was not so, for the past 27 years, surely, all these promises from, uh, let's say, from the better life, the good story, and what are we complaining? Can I engage? Our will has been expressed fully by election. May I engage you, please? 
I'm a sure. voter just like you and everybody who listens here for the most part anyway. And to an extent, I might accept that I haven't taken the time to listen to what the political parties or the individuals running as independents have to say as their plan for the region from which I come. I, I accept that. But in the general sense, I equally believe I am sufficiently conscientized at a political level for the purpose of the vote anyway to know who I will not be voting for and I might advance reasons as to why I will not be voting for that person. But at the same time, or on, on precisely that account rather, I believe that when I make my ex more than not, I am endorsing a view that I have come to because I have engaged the topic at hand. I'll make an example, and forgive me for those who think one way or the other of and about me. I voted for a particular political party in 2014. The identity of that is not important. Because when I looked at that party against all the others, 2014 general election, I could not see myself endorsing either the individuals who are leading that party or the party itself. And so I came to a particular vote. That vote was not per se the endorsement of the party, but rather making the best of what I refer to as a poor situation. I was not endorsing anyone in that election, but I had to make a cross because to spoil the ballot, whilst it is an opinion, but it's not an opinion that advances the discourse as to advancing the political party that best represents Songhezo's will. I, I, are you suggesting voters do not engage themselves, do not engage where they mark their X when you say the things that you are saying? I do believe the voter is a lot more intelligent than perhaps what you are making the voter out to be. Oh, def def definitely. Uh, so you think that the example that you're giving somehow uh, uh, you know, affirms what my point that whatever we, we see as the outcome of the uh, election is not necessarily the will of the people. Because if you say the will of the public that we the people want to be, you know, the outcome thereof, then most of the things that happen would not be there. So coming to your example, your vote would have been understood to be meaning something, uh, you know, giving a number or a quantity of votes to a particular party. But it does not express your real will. But that's, that's another aspect. But let's come to the issue of conscientization, that few of us, and I think we need to do more, people like you and I, to, to, to get into the issue of civic uh, you know, education and conscientization. But my argument is that if the, the quantitative nature of uh, democracy, you know, via election, as conceptualized by that, all people like you know, Plato and all that, has never been engaged, so we haven't reached the post-democratic kind of logic. So we we have locked, sort of locked our 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 minds and brains to that idea of democracy. So we end up actually servicing democracy instead of democracy serving serving us. So if people who vote are not really conscientized about issues and the 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 parties like you and I can engage, so what you see there. It's not really 
reflective of what the will of the people is. That is why we have this continuous tears shared by the, 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 by the voters, uh, whereas they continue to, 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 to vote. But another point that I want to say is that even if you look at the space where the, the electioneering is done, it's basically in black communities. And if you check what kind of communities that you look at the, the class issue uh, as well. When you talk about house-to-house, house, uh, you know, kind of campaigns where people during election season are going, we are invading poor people's places. We don't go to the, the houses of the elite, you know, and, and so on and so on. All the, 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 the racial groups would be going to black, you know, communities who are at the lower end of the, of the, of the class, you know, structure or structure. So... It, it, there is a link between having a fish pond. Look, I see poor communities as fish ponds for uh, politicians to go and fish for votes only during electioneering season. Thereafter, their power, their votes are used to serve the elite. Question. So the people who are crying in the, in the five years, uh, you know, are the, the poor, but the, their votes are meant to empower people to service the, the, the elite and the military generally. So that's where the issue of you cannot correlate the the will of the people to the elections as, as it were. It's a different, it's just a, a, On a, that, a, a number crunching. Yes. So what I am then understanding you to mean is this. The concept of democracy is incapable of delivering the will of the people. Here's why I say that. Right now, we are exercising democracy as it is best available to us. Go and vote. The outcomes thereof are an expression of those crosses, crosses which are an expression and confirmation of the people's desire. If that desire translates into a reality, that's the people's will. Now, if you are saying that will is not represent, or that outcome is not representative, of the people's will. What essentially you are saying is democracy is incapable of delivering the people's will. Can you fault my logic? You, 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 you got me. You got me right, Songhezo. Uh, the, there's no way in which we can explain the, the the number crunching of elections, which is the live wire, the key ingredient of democracy. So it's about numbers, fifty plus one, and so on and so on. So all, that is where all politicians are striving for the numbers rather than the substance. So you can listen to whatever, whoever is on the campaign trail. At the end of the day, it's about may we get more numbers than so-and-so. Even the whole democratic system is phrased in that particular way. So we, we actually elevate uh, you know, quantity or quantitative you know, posture as opposed to the qualitative thing. So Let me the question that you made... The, yes, the question that remains is, for how long are we going to be, you know, settled with uh, this long concept? Uh, you know, in the absence of anything that can persuade many people, so we are going to be living with this, uh, uh, you know, numbers thing, which is called democracy for for, for a long time. Very but well. For me, let me let me take calls, David. Let me take calls. Let's go to anonymous in KZN. Good evening, anonymous. Make it snappy, please. 
good evening to you and your guests as well. I just want to ask a question. You know, we vote for the DA or vote for any political party that is not living in our neighborhood. And um, they don't assist us. When the time we vote for them, they tell us to go to the, uh, the, uh, the political party that is in your area, that, uh, that one in your area. Man, you didn't vote for that person, you voted for the other person. Furthermore, the people in Cape Town who are sitting in Cape Town, whether it's Patricia DeLille or whether it's any political party that are far away from us, Joburg, they want votes from KZN, but they don't help everybody with equality. You, they look and uh, choose where they have to assist. Like, uh, and the councillors are here. Are they going to change the councillors? The councillors have been here for 15 years, 10 years. Are we going to have another councillor? Are we going to have the same councillors, the DA councillors, or same other uh, councillors from other political parties? Because we're really having a problem. And when people lie, like you find that when the municipality lies, the course that the staff are trained to lie, everybody, the politicians will keep it a secret. Everybody will lie. Nobody will notify someone, you know what, um, this is not right, but it's happening in any way. Very well. Your yeah. thoughts, much Thank appreciated. So much. Anonymous in KZN. Final comments then from you, because earlier on you mentioned the concept of self-determination and that voters should actually be engaging even deep questions like that. Is it then your suggestion? Okay, let's go to Sakila first. Let's go to Sakila first. I beg your pardon. Sakila, go for it, please. Sakila. Hey. We'll return to Sakila, but David, let me continue, because you mentioned self-determination earlier on and how such questions should feature prominently in the minds of the voter as they cross their X. What then do you make of the constituencies of the Cape Independence Party, for instance, who are pretty clear that they want the Western Cape to be a separate country altogether from South Africa? In fact, that's a very real thing, because when you go along the marine drive all the way to Hout Bay, you get to a board that says, welcome to the Republic of Hout Bay. This is now in Cape Town in Democratic South Africa. And to go one up, there's an entire community in the Northern Cape, Orania, that have bought over a mining town. This is now a consortium that buys a mining town and all the land around it, and it sells the lots or the land to Afrikaners who swear by their ideology, so to speak. So they have circumvented the operation of the law to, in effect, give true meaning for them anyway, what uh, self-determination is. How do you respond then to that sort of voter achieving such things in, democ- in democratic South Africa? I mean, like, even before I respond to, 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 to that question, uh, uh, like your, your, your voter just confirmed something about the issue of lies and the, the issue of dissatisfaction from the democratic system. Uh, that we have, uh, basically, which means that we need to to engage more in this concept of uh, democracy and engineering. Uh, you're coming to the issue of self-determination. Uh, we, my view of the self-determination is not in that sense of uh, you know the, the 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 areas and the people that you've actually uh, you know referred to, which is a more uh, you know racist kind of uh, arrangement. But the democratic system, because it's uh, numerical in, in its approach, then we'll, we'll see that as the outcome of whatever those people have, have done. But then that issue outlines something about power, that it's only the, the, the ones that are powerful economically so that can affect that particular claim. You cannot, in a, when you're poor, 
uh, when you are in a poor area, for instance, uh, claiming that welcome to the Republic of, of Poverty, as it were. So it, it's a, the, that sense of self-determination is the assertion of economic power, the real power in the country. That is because we are this particular group who have got the power to draw these boundaries and use the, 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 the defect of, uh, of, of democracy to entrench that. And no one is going, as long as it's within the framework allowed by the Constitution, basically. So you, you, you're not going to easily uh, deal with that. So I think from my, my view, as black people particularly, we need to engage more on what do we mean by elections, what do we mean by power. So coming to our issue, that what was the struggle about? What did our martyrs and heroes die for? What, what, what was the whole business? Was it for what we see today? Obviously not. It was about the issue of commitment to the struggle ideals, and it was also the commitment to the, the, the humanity and the humanizing kind of leadership. We need self-determination uh, from people who are inspired by servant leadership. And we do have, as long as we examples, templates from history, the likes of Santara talking about the upright man in terms of the I knew you wouldn't resist talking about Thomas Sankara. <laughs> Let's keep the platform South African, please. I've got one call, yeah. but David, I think, let me just say goodbye to you because I do have another conversation to get at. Um, thank you so much for your thoughts. You, I, I, I will be reading some of the comments that have come through by way of SMS in response to the comments that you have shared with us. But Madwaka in East London, please, your thoughts before we go on to our next guest. Mm. Very briefly, you've alluded to the incident that uh, would um, exhibit uh, signs of racism in Cape Town as well as elsewhere. Uh, you have mentioned Orania. I'd, I'd like to make one comment sure. regarding that. You know, <clears throat> I think how the ANC has run the affairs of the country, uh, both the econo at the economic front as well as um, um, at the political front, has actually emboldened, you know, and arrogated the racist because. Um, even the economic um, intervention measures are, that have been applied by the ANC are too timid. None of them have dared to tamper with the status quo. However, what has happened is that a few of us black individuals have been accommodated in order to, to defend the system, in order to give life to the system where the majority are kept out and those racists and many of whom have benefited from the previous system continue to benefit. If you look at things now, white people have not had it nicer in South Africa during at any given point uh, better than now. Because at least before 94, there were struggles against their system. Now, there's a particular system that defends their, their ill-gotten wealth and advances their interest to accumulate more. So we have been failed as black people, not by anybody else, but by the ANC, now we have not failed in our party because we have kept our confidence in them. So basically, we've been betrayed. And when I don't, and I don't blame those people, Putsongas, that are saying, "Hi, this thing, the ANC have abandoned it." Because are you suggesting really, very briefly, and I'm going to move on from your very one line, not one word, one line response? Are you suggesting, given what you are saying about the experience of white South Africans pre '94 and post '94? post-94 even being better and augmenting the advantages of pre-94 for white South Africans. What is your perspective on the African? 
in the post-94 era, better or worse than pre-94? Our conditions have worsened with some guys in, in the maturity. Of okay. course, there's one or the, two that has been accommodated, but in the maturity, our conditions have worsened. I'll leave it there, Madwaka. Thank you so much for calling us from East London. That was the short conversation, my goodness. 37 minutes in, minus 10 minutes of news and adverts and song. Yeah. 27 minutes, democracy elections and the will of the voters. That's the discussion we have solicited. I'll obviously take time to play some of the voice notes and read some of the messages at the top of the new hour. We have to move on the conversation after this break. A new one altogether. Mamukete Bakeng, professor and vice-chancellor at the University of Cape Town, telling us more about her position at Bristol University. We must act together as a united people for national reconciliation, for nation building. Mandela's legacy is carried by us as a united people. Let us stand together, because together we can overcome. We have done it before, and we can certainly do it again. Do it again. Hashtag we will overcome. SAFM leading our United Nation in this conversation.